Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? I, I've done uh, Jim Norton's radio show many times when I'm in New York, and it was a, a real thrill that he found time to come into the studio on a trip to L.A., so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, it's a weird one. We talk about uh, sex a lot, weird sex stuff. <laughs> so if this is my future children listening, maybe skip this one. Uh, this, this is uh, Jim Norton. Jim Norton has a uh, Netflix special that's out now called Mouthful of Shame. It's hilarious. It's personal. It's very weird. If you like this podcast and this episode in particular, you are going to love this episode. So check it out on Netflix. I also want to say, uh, plug a show that I have on April 21st. Judd Apatow and I are going, uh, going to be doing a show at the Ryman Theater in Nashville. Go to Ryman.com uh, for tickets. Just check their calendar there. Hope to see some Nashville weirdos out there. It's going to be a fun one. Also, please watch Crashing. Uh, it's done now. That's nuts. Whoa. It's done. All of them have aired. But that means if, if you're like me and you like to let shows uh, back up before you watch them, uh, go ahead and binge. You can now binge it on HBO Go or HBO Now. Or start over because it's been eight weeks since you watched the pilot. I like that a lot. That's what I do with girls. Is that right? And that's what I do with Crashing now. That makes me very happy. Yeah. That was unplanned. That was an unplanned double promo. Uh, and, I, you know, those numbers do matter, which, which helps me. The HBO Go one? You know, yeah, they count all the digital views and all that stuff. So if you guys watch it, it always helps out your old friend, Petey. Uh, you can also get T-shirts. We were talking about our joke, Damsels Do It Their Damn Self, is available on pillows now. Mugs for the strong woman or man who loves strong women in your life. You know? Yeah. Go to store.petehomes.com uh, and come to the Ryman. And uh, what's with we have a wonderful new sponsor. It's Audible. We've done Audible before, but it's been a while. Happy to have Audible uh, back on the pod. Yeah. I don't know if you are uh, aware of this, but if you love books but never seem to have the time to read them, Audible gets you audiobooks, and you can listen to those books that you've been meaning to read on the go. I'm in traffic roughly two hours a day. This is, I, I don't mind it. I have a bit about it, but it's true. I don't mind it, and one of the reasons is audible.com. Their app is free and works on iPhones, iPads, Android, and Windows phones. You can even download and listen to uh, books on your Kindle Fire and over 500 different MP3 uh, players. You own your books, which means you can access them anytime and anywhere right from your smartphone. Uh, Audible also has a great listen guarantee. If you decide you don't like the book you chose, no worries. Uh, sometimes you just don't like the voice or they grate their teeth. You can exchange that book if you aren't happy for another title anytime, no questions asked. I think audiobooks are one of the biggest hacks going, like brain hacks, life hacks. It's one of the reasons why, you know, doing this podcast, I try and stay, uh, you know, consuming new ideas that I can share with you guys. And a big way to do that, especially because I don't have much time to read, is to listen to books on Audible. So, come on. New year, same old commute. Let traffic crawl while your pulse races. And you can and you can listen to some good books on Audible. Uh, that's it, guys. If you can't make more time to read, make the most of the time you have. Turn your commute, your chores, your work, your travel 
your workout into something more with Audible. Go to audible.com slash you made it weird to start now and show your support of this podcast. All right, guys, enjoy Jim Norton. Not an episode you want to play over the loudspeaker while you're, you know, prepping tables at Cheesecake Factory, but a hoot nonetheless. <laughs> Please watch Crashing. Please come see me in Nashville. Try a Pete's Pick. We didn't do Pete's Picks. I know. We got to do it. I was going to remind you, but I didn't want to micromanage. You're a good love. Speaking of micromanage, time to microdose some CBD. Yeah. Heck yeah. Charlotte's Web makes my one of my favorite products in the world. It's a hemp oil. Hemp uh, meaning just the CBD part, which is what people associate with uh, general wellness, kind of like a body feeling, as opposed to THC, which is what gets you high. <laughs> This doesn't have any THC. It's not an intoxicant. It's not a stimulant. It's something that I take in the morning. I take it at night to sleep. I take it during the day to kind of, I wouldn't say take the edge off as much as I would say give me like a happy, glowy kind of feeling. You take it. Yeah, I was just thinking that mine was kicking in. <laughs> oh, that's good. You, you see, some people feel it. Some people write me and they say they don't feel it. And I always say, uh, do a little bit more. Well, do a little bit. Oh, and try the Everyday Plus. A lot of people start with the Everyday. I would say get the Everyday Plus. Yeah, I just did the Everyday Advance, which I have to do because I smoke weed every day. You do smoke a lot of weed, so I think not a lot. (laughs) You smoke the right amount of weed. (laughs) I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. (laughs) This stage in my life. (laughs) But this is not like weed. But I do think people that smoke a lot of weed might be a little less sensitive to CBD. That that seems to make sense. Yeah. Or at least that's your from the same plant. Yeah, it's the same plan. Uh, whereas I take a little bit and, and get what I need from it, which is nice. Yeah. So we like the mint chocolate flavor. I always say it tastes like a thin mint. Mm-hmm. makes you feel better than thin mints. Uh, and uh, people tell me all the time, helps with anxiety. Take it before a party. Take it before a trip. Whatever it might be. I love this stuff, and I really want you to try it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird, and you use promo code you made it weird to get 10% off your first purchase. <laughs> Get into that. Get into it and consume it. The other one is Alpha Brain. Do you take Alpha Brain? Yeah, occasionally. You don't take it every day? No. You take it when you want to hunker down? Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's that's one way. to. I use it every day because it has a cumulative effect. They mm-hmm. say that it's good for your brain and it helps your brain kind of learn to communicate and love itself. Uh, I made that up. What I'm saying is it does. I notice it being more and more effective the more I take it. I've been taking it for... Maybe three or four years now. Haven't done a podcast. Haven't written a script. Haven't done stand up without taking a couple of these. Like I just did Fresh Air. I did an episode of Fresh Air. That's like an alpha brain. That's something I take three. Especially if if you did smoke weed the night before, it's really good to get rid of the fogginess associated with that. That's something that I enjoy if I smoke a little marijuana cigarette, a jazz cigarette. It is funny that like you're taking alpha brain and I'm smoking lots of weed and we're doing opposite things to our brain. So you'll just be like really smart eventually and I'll be like, I lost my shoe today. And then I'll like send your shoe over to you with telekinesis. <laughs> yes. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be like limitless. <laughs> yeah. It'll be more and more like Bradley Cooper. And I'll be more and more like Cheech. <laughs> Chi-Chi Cooper. <laughs> just wanted them both to be Coopers. Uh, so try Alpha Brain. I, I really love it. It's not something that I think you'll notice it. I notice it the first time I take it. But, you know, give it a little bit. 
Uh, get a bottle. Try three. I like taking three. So it says take two. I take three. Uh, go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you will get 10% off your Alpha Brain purchase. Get into a Pete's Pick. Please watch Crashing. Hope to see you in Nashville. Uh, watch Jim Norton's special on Netflix. It's wonderful. And did I forget anything this time? Oh, Audible. Thank you, Audible. Yeah. Thank you, Audible, for your sweet, sweet support. Mm-hmm. You're a beautiful maiden of the audiobook app world. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't want the intro to end. It's fun doing this. Yeah, I'm sure it's really fun for the people listening to you. <laughs> that's a very fair point. I just think I'm very relaxed. I know. It's C B D. C B D. Can't believe this. Oh, how have you never thought of that? So good. Oh, man. Okay, I'm trying to think of one for THC. Just get into it. What would you you please? Get into it. Brody? Didn't he? He he didn't even move. (laughs) Yours was better. But as long, you know what it is, Jim, and why, honestly, regardless of where you have to... First of all, it's really nice to see you. Yeah, you too, buddy. I was listening to your album, man. I know you as a guy. Why I can't hear my, my shit. I know you as a guy and a, and a radio personality more than a stand-up. Yeah. Of course, I knew you first as a stand-up. Right. But I, 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 I guess what I'm saying is I haven't really just like sat down with your albums. I opened for you that one time and would watch you every night. Do you remember that? It was where was it? Irvine Improv, I believe. Oh, I remember. I think it was just one night I was oh, filling in okay. for somebody. I actually remember. <laughs> it's a funny story. Is this working now? Hello? Check, 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 Chinese, Chinese checkers. Hello? Okay. Um, sorry. It's a funny. Oh, there we go. Funny story. I think it's a funny story. You tell me what you think. Anyway, the end of that anecdote that went nowhere. See, I'm talking like you. Ugh, so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I just slowly become you over the hour. Um, fuck the shit, Katie. Why the fuck? It just stopped working. It was okay. There it is. I just can't turn it down now. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sounding like a real whiner. Good to see you, and you're so, hilarious. Thank I was you. Dying people. in the car. Thank you. Like you know what I mean? You listen to other people's albums, and you're just kind of like, okay, I see what he's doing. You know, yeah. Not in a bad way. Sure. It's just analytical as opposed to laughing out loud. Yeah, exactly. Like a musician listening to a band, and you're yeah. like, oh, interesting. B minor. And I was listening to you, and when you said you called someone on Hoarders a goose egg, I'm sure that's an old album. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I just died. It's, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's it's so archaic. Goose egg. It's a great word. It's so good. Great word. It's like silly goose. Anything with goose is great. <laughs> I love silly goose. It was you guys. You guys. Um, the guys that I think of, your tells and your Big J, and you know, I don't. I don't know what to call this group. But you have a, and if all of you seem to have an affinity for the silly words too. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. They're underused, and, and I think because I think at least I I know I don't know Jay as well as I know Dave or myself, obviously. But I know I'm not a cool person, and I and the <laughs> idea of me thinking I'm a rock star is embarrassing, or a rock like that guy. So you just embrace the cornball silly words because they're yes. fun. Silly like, goose is a great word. I think most people would be like, there we go. I think most people would be like, oh, Jim Norton and Natalia, oh, the guys that say pussy or. Yeah. or, or Cunt fart or whatever, yeah, and that's in there. And I was dying at that. And they're all fair words to use. Those, sure. those are great words too. Yeah. They're going to be very, very funny. But then you throw in goose egg, and suddenly I don't know. It just opened me up in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah, cunt fart combined with zilch. <laughs> zilch is a great word. Well, Big J was the one that taught me goofy. 
Oh, I don't yeah. know if that's his because you guys uh, again. I don't Patrice mean to clump you that word a lot. Goofy. That's what I mean. The Patrice guys mm-hmm. would. You guys all have a similar like ugh and yeah. a gross and a zilch and a goose egg yeah. vibe. You use different terms. And Big J, who loves saying pussy and all that stuff as well, loves a good uh, goofy. Cut the malarkey is a real classic. <laughs> who doesn't love a good cut the malarkey? I love. Well, you know, when they did the, the scratch, uh, not scratch track, but when they did the like um, TV edit track for Goodwill Hunting, you remember that movie? Yeah, sure. Casey Affleck's, his line is, uh, keep fucking with me and watch what happens. Then they had to do the TV version, and he's in the studio, and he goes, uh, keep antagonizing me, watch what happens. And they kept antagonizing me, because it's, so mu- it's just right. like, funnier. It just keep works. antagonizing me, watch what happens. It's so much funnier. Like, why is this yeah. South Boston kid saying antagonize? Like, it's funny. Yeah, the, it works. The silliness of it, as opposed to the harshness of saying fuck. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's funny, man. Like, I, I, I've been conscious, like, being dirty, not being dirty. This special I just did is dirtier than anything I've done in a long time. It's like, called something ma- in your mouth. Mouth, mouth yes. full of shame. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's accurate. But it was dirtier, and I was like a little self. People have really been very positive about you. Like, we all care what people think. We all care. You know what I mean, like we want to pretend we don't. Like, dude, I do the work. Please like it. Please like it. Please like it. Yes. I want them to like it. Yes. And they've been very. And I was afraid. Oh my god, they're going to criticize me because it's too dirty or which whatever. But so far, you know, people have been cool about it, which is always. I'm cool. sure I heard that because I was on Spotify on Shuffle, and some of them sounded nicer, like theater kind of. I was the one was more chatter. Spotify is probably not on this one. Just went on Netflix. Is that right? This one on Netflix yesterday. Was, oh, okay. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, this one I gotta on check that out. Hey, that's great. So that's what you're doing press for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna tell people to go watch. Yeah, this just went up yesterday, and uh, they, they've been they've been awesome. But I, I've been a little self conscious about it being is dirty, it possibly too dirty. But uh, what, no one what has was said the it. bit that, if you don't mind, the area that you thought was too dirty? Um, it, it's just a lot of sexual stuff. <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, you know, you know, some trans jokes that are because uh, I've always done trans jokes, but and I've and I've been honest about it. But yeah. this was more honest. <laughs> and more like, no, no, I'm not kidding. I enjoy it. You know? <laughs> like, so I was like, people are going to be too much sexual stuff. I, I didn't know. you know. If- I, that's, I told some comedians that you were coming on because I was excited. And they were like, oh, he's really getting honest about the, the trans prostitutes. That's what they said. Yeah, and I, I mean, even the prostitutes, I, I would rather just date regular girls. They're just harder to meet. Like, trans girls are harder to meet. Um, yeah, that, that is interesting to me. Obviously, this is like the safest, least sure. judgmental podcast oh, yeah, ever. Yeah. So I'm curious, how did that all start? You know, it's like anything else when you're growing it's up. It's like you just, anything else. Yeah, you just <laughs> you think you know who you are until you don't. Yeah, you know, you think you. Do you know lose yourself in it? You're following. Can I assume you started sure. more bread and butter, more uh, tit and puss? No, I mean yes. I mean my first sexual experiences when I was a kid, and and, and I named Monster Rain my HBO special. I know what Monster Rain. I, I yeah. just remember that's that's me and my friends would blow each other when I was a kid. And like as a game. Rain. Yeah, there was always like a weird sexuality with kids playing. Sure, because you don't know what's going on. So yes. I remember I was working the Stress Factory, and and I think you're close with Vinny. Yeah, yeah. And he was like Monster Rain, and everybody was talking about it. And I was like, What's Monster Rain? And for some reason, it didn't shock me even back then. Yeah, and I was even sweeter back then. I was just kind of like, yeah, I remember playing the like 
this rock spanks us when we're bad game with my friend Miguel. I'm saying we were like six. Yeah. And we were like, it was, we didn't even know spanking was a sexual thing and we weren't spanking each other. Right. But we were just kind of like, isn't that weird? Our butts. Yeah. And then, so when I heard about that, I was like, oh, it's the spank machine times 10. Yeah. It's something in that, it, it, but it's in that like vague. You, you used the game idea just to, believe me, I, I, there, there, I knew there was no rain in the forecast. I just wanted to suck some dick. <laughs> and that was what I did. So it wasn't like you had formed sexuality you wanted you liked it and you liked it being done to you and you weren't like ashamed and you were like let's do this i was ashamed you were i was embarrassed i was ashamed maybe because it was a secret um but i knew it was dirty and i knew i didn't want people to know that i knew where'd that come from don't know i don't don't know where the sense of of weirdness about it came or maybe because i knew it was a secret because we were doing it i don't know i I wish i knew why it was shameful yeah or i think back then in, in the early 70s too you know, any type of sexual stuff was shameful. Like with girls, it was shameful. You just right. You know, and my you, dad was like, "You should get married because when you have sex, you feel less bad about it." That's oh, like, really? that's a quote from my dad. And I yeah. was like, he who said, "You don't feel like you're getting away with something." I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know my dad was had the repression that I had. Right, growing up like evangelical, that makes sense. But you just. We're getting it from the culture. I think so, yeah. I can't remember. I never thought about why I felt it was shameful, but I kind of did. I mean, it makes sense, but I mean, there's, there was potential for you just being like, like, I didn't think the spanking game was dirty. Right. You know what I mean? I was just like, and uh, granted, we weren't sucking each other's dicks. Yeah. I'm just saying, I wouldn't have uh, been ashamed, but but there was potential is what I'm saying, that you could have just been like, we blow each other, and then found out that that was fucking weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without an older brother... To like tease and mock right. and discover, but you just had it naturally occur. Yeah, and I don't remember how I knew, but I, I remember one friend, and we were all in the same age. We were all in like second grade, maybe third grade. But I remember one friend um, that I was blowing, and another friend of mine walked in, and he and I used to blow each other, and I was so ashamed that I got caught. Like you were cheating? Like not cheating, but like that he knew. But it was like, well, he already knows. I do yeah. it. And it was why does that feel like a cliche? And then the guy who is also being blown and blowing. Has to uh, front, has to be like, what is this fucking weird shit? Yeah. And you're kind of like, wait a minute, is that what happened? Yeah, he walked in, and I think he knew. I, I but I, I remember going up these steps. We were in a hallway. We would just sit in the hallway and do it. Walking up these steps, if we would ever hear somebody step on this one step that went like, it made like a noise. Yeah, we knew it to stop. But he he knew we were doing something, so he stepped over the loud step. So the shock. Oh my god. Him gosh. walking in. I'll never forget that. I ran up the steps, and if you made a right at the top of the steps, that was the upstairs apartment. And there was like four more steps. I just sat up there and huddled, like ashamed that I had been caught. Yeah. And I think he yelled something at my parents about it when he was mad at me. I remember he spit on my floor. Isn't this kid about the same age? Yeah, but he was a bully. They were both bullies. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing bullies is I another know. title. <laughs> if you can't bull- beat him, blow him. <laughs> <laughs> That's before MMA was popular. I didn't have to defend myself. <laughs> Excuse my throat. So you were you blowing the bully, and then the bully continues to bl- uh, bully instead of being like, well, we're, him, we're pals he, yeah, now. he. But he and I continued to do it. But the other one who I got caught doing it too didn't do it back to me. He was a weird kid. I was terrified of him. Um, I remember his name and his face. But I don't remember why I was just so scared. Just kind of like weird neighborhood kids. Weird That's what you're also stuff. like. <laughs> yeah. Weird neighborhood stuff, like man. Kids just love to govern themselves. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that that doesn't happen more. I'm being real. Like, yeah. you have free time, you're hanging out, and parents just kind of assume you're skipping stones and kicking soda cans and yeah. stuff. But, like, you might be blowing each other. Sure, that's just as popular. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Are people, like, since you came out about that, I don't are know people if- like, hey, we, I, I did that too. 
people, yeah, I, I've had people tell stories. We all tell the stories with a vagueness. We all tell the stories at first. Because also there's a humor value in, like, yeah, I didn't know that she was trans. Like, th- there's a whole right. humor value, too. It's like sometimes just stating something as an absolute fact. But don't you think – oh, sorry. That's okay. Don't you think that that trope of, like, and I fucked her and it was great and I reached down and there was a dick, right? Isn't that – it almost seems like a myth we tell to salve the feeling that we're all people and we all kind of want to be fucking each other. Does well, that make sense? Yes. Like, but- it's kind of like another version of, if I didn't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I didn't know, then it would be okay, and then my shadow sexuality could come out in that way. Right. But then we go, and then at the end I found out, but your dick still came and you still loved it. Sure. And like But you're like, but I'm safe. But I didn't know. But I didn't know. Yeah. Or I was in prison or I, whatever it might have been. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's, only for those, it's for those moments in the mirror where you have to lock eyes with yourself. That's what it's about. Like, am yeah. I re- do I like, am yeah. I? Well, do you? I mean, I not now then, do you remember having feelings of like, I think I'm gay, or right? I, you know, I didn't know because I always had crushes on girls. I didn't know what it was. Which, like, by the way, can I sure. say that that, that I remember? I, I'm straight. I consider myself straight, and uh, I'd be very open to it if I weren't straight. You know what I'm saying? No shame. But I remember being like, my dad sure is pushing me into the puss over here. Like yeah. there is a thing that even if you know, even if maybe I had feelings that way, because you're always ambiguous for a time. Sure. I remember my dad. Like I asked him to buy me a Playboy, and he and he glowed with pride. Oh, he was you happy. I mean? Like he was happy. He didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he told my mother. He narked on me. Oh, he I think he was you. too proud. Yeah. He, he like, likes Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> He's classy. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, we're talking thing. about whether or not when you were a kid, when you look in the mirror, what did you think? Yeah, and it was like, oh, the MB- I did have a true experience. I told us on the Opie and Anthony show probably in two thousand, but this was a true story, and it was a true, exactly my true thought. Was I was in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I was probably 25 or whatever. And I was getting uh, oral sex from this girl. And as I'm rubbing her back, and people liked it because the line was so weird. <laughs> but I remember this is the truth. She was giving me head, and I thought, wow, that's a large back for a girl. <laughs> and I immediately knew that this was not a girl. Like, that was true. Oh, wow. I really did have an experience that I you did had not know. The, oh, legit. And then I reached and I saw. Didn't know. Yeah, didn't know. Um, but as time went on, and you wow, see I never the, knew the back was a, a the thing. Back People were like hands and it's throat. instinct. It's instinct. My, I just knew. Yeah. Um, but as time goes on, as you get older, you look at magazines, and there was a trans porn star named Sulka, and that was the first time I'd ever seen that. But I was like, yeah, that was kind of different, and I liked it. Yeah. But I didn't. Is really... that the one? I'm not trying to out DeRosa. DeRosa has a bit about loving a trans uh, porn star. Oh, does he? I've never seen it. But I think he has a bit about like I'd let her fuck me. Oh. I'm not gay, but I'd do it. Like there, there's something there. I gotta check with Joe if that's yeah, okay to say. So. <laughs> I'll write it down. So then we're in an ambiguous place. You liked girls. You were saying you had crushes on girls. I did, yeah, but they scared me. Their genitals scared me. Like the first girl that put her ass in my face, I still remember. Like I remember the feeling of it. It was cool and comfortable against my face. Like I liked the temperature of it. Like an ass. An ass. I'm gonna join you on this one, Jim. Yeah. This will be. You're the only guest I can tell these things to. Nobody else wants to hear it. I remember I went to a Quaker grade school. Let's all laugh for a second. Wow. <laughs> I know. It was weird. I loved it, actually. Pacifists, lovely people, not religious, yeah. spiritual, kind people, good people. I look for Quaker meetings in L.A. all the time. Anyway, I, I was kneeling, and I remember being obsessed with my own ass. I want, Like, in the <laughs> silent meeting to pass time, I would just kind of squish my ass like a stress toy. Makes perfect sense. Sure. When you're a soft boy, especially, and I was yeah. soft and, like, didn't run much, and I just was, like, squishing yeah, it. you were kegeling. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So that's right. It was all about me. Sure. And you remember a girl. I, I thought you meant like a 69 position. You mean she just put her ass on your face like she was trying to yeah. get a little bit of cake frosting from your face onto her ass. Absolutely. Or off her ass onto my face. It could have been my face with the cleaning tool. You could look at it that way. <laughs> that's how I would see it. <laughs> and it's not frosting. It's shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I understand. I was in the woods. But you remember that being a sexy thing. You're in the I woods. loved it. I still have. I still love an ass, and, I, and that I remember the moment that I fell in love with that. But as you get older, how, you start, how old were you? Twenty five when that happened. I know that I was. I was probably in second or third. I was in the woods in, in Edison, New Jersey. Oh my goodness! All of these, except for the trans story I just told you, all of them are before fourth grade. That's all monster so... rain, everything, because I remember I moved in the four, in fourth grade. Halloween was my first day in North Brunswick. So all I had at least ten or twelve sexual partners before then. Whoa! That was, uh, but that was all. We weren't, we weren't having intercourse. Yeah, uh, but a lot of like ass on face games, not, ma- not yeah, making fun, like yeah. sex games. Yeah, and sexual oral sex, and yeah. And is this the question? Is this when people go, "Where were your parents?" Was it like, did you have? Were you a latchkey kind of situation? No, my mother was home and she was present. But again, it's 1974, 1975. Yeah. It wasn't looked at as much that you were going to do. You, you, you know, Colin Quinn has a great line of how it was Lord of the Flies when he was young, and that's what it was like. <laughs> you just run out. Then and he goes, and now Park Slope's Ukrainian village. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's always got some amazing <laughs> reference that you look it up, and fuck, it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect yeah. but you guys were governing yourselves yeah and we were dirty and I don't remember who started Dr. Drew I, I did this podcast once we talked about it he's like you were molested I'm like no I wasn't I didn't feel abused except for the one kid who I got caught with because I was genuinely scared of him but the other ones were my friends they were my yeah. peers I yeah. liked it yeah. I didn't feel victimized by it and was it a big part of the day did it occupy a lot of your mental space that that had happened or was it like brushing your teeth or taking a dump um well, physically, it was like brushing my teeth. <laughs> but I, I don't remember. That's a good question. I don't I just, remember. There wasn't like a lot of conspiracy or panic about people finding out. It. I was scared of it. I remember that. Didn't want people to know. I just you, When you're a kid and you're doing sexual stuff, you intuitively know that the adults can't find out. Yeah. It's I know secret. that. I remember that feeling. It's and that, that's that great thing when you're a kid and you see another kid. It's like when a dog sees another yeah. dog. You're like, all right. You know. Something goes down. It's me and you. It's us. <laughs> yeah, it's us. Yeah. Fuck these old ones. They're going to die first. Yeah. Put your ass on my face in the woods. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, I'm still... Uh, I don't ex- remember. I, would, I don't know how to get a girl to put her ass. <laughs> yeah, now you just have to ask. Now, now in my late 40s, I have to just go, look, would you mind? I know it's silly, but... What is it? Is it just putting the... Do you mind? No, Ass on face? The smothering. I love, I love the feeling like of it. Like space sitting. Oh, yeah. It's the completely being covered by somebody. It's, it's, yeah. There's a weird closeness in it oh, yeah. that I never thought think of until we're talking about it. Well, it's like they talk about how 69ing is way more intimate. There's a lot of girls that won't let yeah. you go down on them. There's a lot of girls that don't exactly love 69ing because, I mean, the butthole comes in and, oh, and there's... Yeah. <laughs> there's a person's scent is right in your face. A lot of women are self-conscious of the way they smell. Yeah, of you're, course. Yeah. I get the feeling, and this isn't a judgment, that you're not a guy that's like, this is gross. This no, not at all. Look, that's I just be... rode my bike. Get in here, you <laughs> <laughs> and I have to think, even listening to your comedy, when you hear these huge flutters of women laughing, that there's a comfort in you. You are the guy. You're the comedian with the audience. But then I have to imagine with women as well that you're like, it's okay. You're a big ball of it's okay. Yeah, you're never going to – even if I'm not into it, you're never going to be judged for it. Yeah. I don't care what your – the weirdness is, the fantasy is. is like, it, yeah. Even if it's not my thing and I can't accommodate it. Yeah. Um, I, I'll talk till the cows come home about how yeah. you looked at your father's bulge yeah. and you were turned on by it. That's, I, I'm not a guy who, who 
is into that, but I'm, I'll listen to you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Zero judgment. It's fine. Yeah, that's great. And I'll theorize with you, and, I, and I'm, I'll find a way to turn myself on about it. You know, <laughs> and I, you know, as a Christian, sex as a shameful thing oh, yeah, is very interesting sure. to me. I, Val and I have said because she grew up similar. It's weird that we're not more. Sometimes having sex, the thing that turns me on, or watching pornography, the thing that turns me on, is that they degraded themselves to let it happen. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's like, it's not necessarily the porn that's happening. It's like, oh, you did this. It seems like a classic fantasy. It's like, oh, you did this for money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not thinking, oh, it's the pizza guy. I'm like, this is a woman who paid. It's degrading. And, it, and, and I think that's my Christian sure. sex is bad. And this is a bad girl who's having sex. And I'm bad for looking at it. Yeah. But that's about as far as it goes. You have some of that, the shame of the sure, like, yeah, the self shame or some of it. Yeah, some of it's a shame. I like when things are secrets. I like secrets. Yeah, I do like secrets. Well, and you had a lot of secrets. You lot. said you had thirteen partners before. Yeah, you are between well, maybe ten or eleven. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I really don't remember. I can remember a lot of their names and their faces. Um, I, yeah, but I don't know why I like secrets and sneakiness. But yeah. I don't like victims. I'm really weird. Like in, in this special, I talk about because I've always said I'm a pervert. I'm a pervert, and I, and I talked to Rogan about this. Like, like I, I don't. I'm, I'm not like I, I'm not a pervert. I, like I don't like victimizing people. Like I, don't, I don't, I'm not turned on by vulnerability. I like dirty. Like I like someone who will look me in the eye and go, "I'm going to spit in your face." Like yeah. I don't want somebody who has been like hurt like that yeah, doesn't or taken advantage of I as i as i was saying my porn thing it sounded like i like no, girls no, no, that no, don't I, I know look what you mean like they want to do it that's not it at all i'm like they wanted to do it it was their idea it's not a trap thing i didn't mean to be defensive just <laughs> no, no, because, even, what you were saying is degradation is totally fine if it's part of the fantasy that's what i mean do you yeah. know how many women have rape fantasies or want to be held down by someone they trust it's and very being, common but you being smothered with a butt which also is not Weird to me. No. I, I've looked at that. I think it was lesbians. Sometimes dudes ruin everything for me. I don't yeah. want to see some guy who has a haircut like mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, wearing, he's wearing a watch. Yeah. <laughs> Little weird distractions. <laughs> <laughs> His socks are still on. His watch is turned in. I hate when men wear a watch that's turned in. It annoys me so much. We get it. A male. You can tell from his teeth he smokes. Yeah. Like, this guy's like, Judd Abadow is the best joke. He goes, I love watching lesbian porn because there's a chance they're enjoying it. <laughs> I think that's so funny. And for some reason, uh, lesbian porn, I've, so I've seen the sitting thing. That uh, makes sense to me, but it does feel very intimate. It feels very, it feels like a secret. You are the secret yeah. in that situation. That's right. You're the hidden thing under a butt. Yeah, and no, and no girl is going to go out and brag that she just sat on my face. And that, then you also become literally um, a secret. Yeah, like, let's just, we see each other, let's just fist bump. We don't have to discuss this so publicly. It's, you're actually kind of like a sexual genius. You have the sex, and then you enjoy it for months. Yeah. Because you're like... Don't tell anybody. Yeah, between us, right? I wore a, a captain's hat, <laughs> and when I came, I went choo choo. <laughs> like that's brilliant. Are you? Let me ask you. I'm. I'm so mentally. I have to be turned on mentally. I have to be focused mentally. When you have sex, or if you get blown, whatever. Yeah. Are you able to just enjoy the way it feels and not like zone out and think of things? Like I can't. I'm, yeah. It's hard for me to be in the moment and just go, "Wow, this feels great." It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I. I tend to decline sex when I feel like my brain is at a 70 and it's percolating like coffee. And I'm like, I just can't because I need to be there you do. mentally. I'm the weird guy that will turn down a blowjob because I'm just like, I'm just not here. That's like, not weird. I understand. And I'll that. have a boner. Like, yeah. I'll, it's not like a boner losing phobia. It's just like, I don't want to 
Sometimes I do, but sometimes I'm like, I don't want to just jerk off with you. You know, yeah. you mean? like I'd rather wait until I can be there. That's not to say that we can't just fuck. There's times though when I'd be like, I look at boners like you know bullets in a gun, and I'm like, let's save that one for a absolutely later tonight when I feel better. Yeah, you know? exactly. I like, could, or if I'm depressed, I could put it under my own chin and <laughs> <laughs> blow my brains out. <laughs> I remember when I did your podcast, uh, your podcast, your radio, radio show. show, your huge radio show. <laughs> I don't know. I remember this weird moment where I was talking about. Uh, not jerking off every time you feel horny. And I kind of got in like this manic place. And I remember it seemed like it landed on you. I was like, just have an itch that you don't scratch, yeah. that you need someone else to scratch. And I just, I, I, you know, sometimes when I go on your show, I'm a little intimidated. I'm like, am I going to be funny enough or whatever? And I just start talking about philosophy or some bullshit. But that connected. Like, I remember that moment. It was special to me that you were like, that makes sense. Like, yeah. why are we putting out every fire? Right. Why can't we learn to just have a little discomfort and then when you finally do fuck it means so much that's why your girlfriend goes out of town and you don't jerk off 40 times so when she comes back you're really excited or whatever yeah why can't I want something and then just not have it yeah that's so hard it's, I'm greedy I'm greedy <laughs> that is what it is it's, it's, it's gluttony it's gluttony but that goes back to your stand up man like I don't buy it. I, I don't really buy it. Like when you say you're greedy, I'm like, no greedy person knows they're greedy. And then you're doing that hoard, uh, hoarder's bit, and you're talking about how fucking it's me and me and my fibromyalgia and me, me, me. And I was like, this guy gets it. You, I don't know. There's there's a catharsis happening with you going up and being the avatar for like I'm a piece of shit, and everybody comes and gathers and worships at the altar of the piece of shit, right. who we know isn't really because we've elevated him to this status to play the part. I know you do it in real life, sure. but it's become something... Why does it feel so good to hear you do stand-up? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 sometimes it feels good to do it, and yeah. other times, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I just try to be honest, and uh, the, the, what I learned a long time ago, and I wish I'd learned it sooner, is my uh, being funny is great. I have to realize my job is to be honest and not right. Mm. And, it's, and too many comedians get bogged, and I do it when I'm argumentative, but like as a comic... When you're obsessed with being right, you begun to, you you preach. That's really And it turns people off, and it becomes uh, over the head. Oh, I get it. You're smart. Yeah. And my job is to be funny, and I'm right half the time, and I'm wrong half the time. And I think if you paint it like that, you're not afraid of being wrong. People kind of appreciate that you're not. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. I, I don't want to ever come off like I'm 100% right and you have no But life voice. is messy. I mean, just look at your sexuality, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not coming out and saying, like, this is what it is. You're looking at this ambiguous soup of what it is to be a person. Right. But we all do go around going, like, these are my clothes and my shoes. Sure. And these are man's shoes. And these are man's pants. And this yeah. is a white man's band that I'm listening to. Yeah. And everything's where it's supposed to be. But really, it feels more like your amorphous, swirling, confusing childhood. Certainly an extreme example. But that's what we're all kind of stuck in. And we don't really know... We don't really know how we feel a lot of the time. We just kind of stick to what we've been saying. Yeah. And being right. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm just going to be honest. And sometimes being honest is being wrong. Yeah. And sometimes you're wrong when you're honest. Or you think you know it. And if I find I'm more peaceful than if I thought that. Like, whether it's politics or whatever, like, I don't need to. Uh, I don't. When you don't have all the answers or when you're willing to look at the other side, first of all, you get good jokes out of it. And pe the audience appreciates it more because yeah. you're fair. I try to be fair with it because I've been wrong so many times and I've fought so many times a losing battle. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what the fuck am I fighting for? I'm, right. I'm not even committed to this idea anymore. I'm committed to not losing. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, it's yeah. draining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's draining. Lay down your arms. Yeah. It's so much better. It's not really even a surrender. It's the up level. It's like instead of fighting on the ground with swords, you activate your jetpack and now you're above it and you're just like, hey, we're all full of shit. Yeah. And we're all scared and we're all wrong a lot. Wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah. And that's why when I talk about stuff, whether it's, whether it's Trump or all that stuff, I try to find the fault in the public. Like, what are we doing wrong that's funnier? than It's easy to point out the guy, but I like to see how people are reacting. Yeah. Are people being phony? Are people being honest? That, to me, is more fun to explore. Right. Because otherwise, I like attacking us. It's much, to me, it's more satisfying than attacking the one right. guy. Like, what did we do? I'm sure there's a million ideas. We did things to perpetuate the need for a Trump. That's sure. far more interesting. Sure. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy going like, did you see what this crazy person oh, yeah, did today? Oh, yeah, of course. But like, you're right. How were we behaving? And there were some really good articles that I can't quote. This is the moment where yeah. I wish I could remember them. But about how we manufactured the way that we are very binary. It's right or wrong. And right. we, we dig our heels in. I, I've probably told this before, but like, I remember the first Republican I met, staunch Republican, and I was going through all the issues, and he just seemed to be for the people and less government and let them alone. And I was like, uh, and then I couldn't believe he was pro tobacco. I was like, it's an American crop, and it makes a lot of money. Like, he just sided with cash immediately. Sure. And I was like, oh my God, he's towing a line. He invest. He inherited all of the beliefs right. instead of maybe something messier. Is that how? How do you feel about? What's going on? I mean, I, I think that's a good, a good way to put it. Messy is a great word. Yeah. We're all messy when it comes to political beliefs. And, like, you can be uh, pro-death penalty and pro-choice and pro... Like, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. But, but for some reason, we think there's only two... Uh, you know, I, I think the Trump phenomenon is fun to watch. I think that it's... Uh, we're a country who likes to scold each other. And I think, in a way, a lot of people who voted for... Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of racists that voted for him and a lot of hateful people who hate immigrants. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also people who were like... At least this guy didn't collapse when he was scolded and, mm. and, and shame. Like, I think if more people had done that, I don't think he would have had a shot at winning. I think if more politicians would just once in a while have been, no, I, I meant when I said this, and I'm not, I'm not going to back off. Well, yes. I've said this a couple times. I feel like he's the perversion. I'm not trying to be salacious. And yeah, yeah. He's the perversion of dad energy, like racist, drunk dad energy. And if you're being really honest... And quiet, when I would watch the debates and stuff, there was a part of me, I don't agree with this part of me, sure. but this is the mess. They would go, this guy's safe. This guy, this guy's not going to fuck around. He's the dad that, you know, you get in trouble at school and it, and it was wrong. And your mom goes and she comes out crying or whatever. I don't mean to put down, it's not a male woman. Yeah, yeah. He's the scary, drunk granddad. Let's say it was your dad comes back crying. He's the granddad that goes in with some old school mentality. This is the fantasy and comes back and you're not expelled anymore. Right. Like that's what you're hoping because dads are the ones that, you know, moms typically, I'm saying traditionally in like a nuclear family thing, teach the rules and dads teach you how to bend and break the rules. Right. They're the ones that like, we don't got to go to school today. I'm going to take you fishing. That's like a traditionally dad thing. Right. And Trump's like, we don't have to do that. We're going to do this and my dick's going to be out. Like he's a gross version. Yeah. But it, for me, it was the beginning of understanding to go like, I get it. He seems like a big fuck you to everything. Yeah. And that's what I think it feels like for a lot of people. And it's, it's really fun to watch everybody argue and accuse each other of why we voted for who or you voted for who. Like, people forget that with two choices, you, you're going to pick the one who might embody what you like a little more than the other one. Right. Like, people act like you have to take the worst of the other candidates' 
uh, base, and that's what you now are, are approving oh, interesting. of. And it's almost yeah. like any candidate gets dog shit votes. Like if you took all the members of NAMBLA, the majority of them, whoever they voted for, there's one person they voted for more than the other. Mm-hmm. So if we could calculate that and say NAMBLA voted more for Hillary, is everyone who likes Hillary a pedophile? Like we can't start right. accusing each other of only voting for the worst in a person because that's not why people always vote. Right. Sometimes people are like this guy or this woman just represents a little – like Bernie was such a good guy and I love this guy. And to me, he re- feels like he represents something that's fucking different. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he got when he got fucked, he got in line. And when I, did he get fucked? When the Democratic when when they found out Deborah Wasserman Schultz and everything was kind of like oh, nudging right, right, and right, press right. away. Right. He's a politician. He's a good guy. But he's a politician. Do you think he acted too politically? He could yeah. have used a sprinkle of drunk dad. Absolutely. Yeah. I think and Hillary to- could have used some drunk dad, too, yes. because when I was watching the debates, yeah. how, you know, how great would it have been? I think we all would have cheered if she was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, just a little of that sincerity, because when people were like, she won, she won, she won, she kept her cool, I was like... This guy's getting laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was so scared that he was getting laughs. Yeah. And that terrified me. I don't care how much you smile and, 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 and dress sharply, you know? I think he opens the door. Like, we'll be fine. The country will be fine. Whether he makes it four years or not, hopefully the good thing that comes out of it is maybe in four years, like guys like Mark Cuban say they want to run or other guys who are business-oriented and smart who are not necessarily special interest whores maybe a, a, m- people who really know how to speak publicly a lot uh, more uh, palatable yeah. uh, and, and who are gentler is Mark Cuban talking about right yeah but I mean whether he, he does or not yeah he's already mentioned it but people like that you may get like a great business mind next because people will then go hey we can elect somebody I don't know maybe I'm just being an optimist yeah but I didn't vote for Trump I, simply because I didn't like my I don't like religious conservatives yeah they frighten me a lot they, 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 they scare me more than Trump's big mouth and his inability to say something on Twitter that and he seems he's not un- asshole he's unstable. I mean, he's unstable, unstable to me. Yeah, he. he I think I'm going to go. <laughs> I think say, he is. I think he is. Yeah. And I didn't think that at first, but I, I'm starting to now, judging by the way he'll tweet about the refugee ban, and then five minutes later, boy, Schwarzenegger's rating shit the bed. Yeah. yeah wow, yeah. do you have a fucking goldfish ability <laughs> to forget what you just said and go to this? I mean, and I and I'm I'm friends with his son. I like his son. You know, there's, there's things about him I like. But it, th- that part really bugs me. It's like, just shut the fuck up. Say things better. Like, mm. there are times where he'll say things and you're like, hey, that does make a decent amount of sense. But then you, you just can't phrase things a certain way. You can't right. alienate people like this. Don't fart in the elevator. Don't right fart after. in the elevator. When kids are protesting, <laughs> don't go, it's not fair. Say yeah. they're great Americans because that's how Americans voice their, their dissent. Yeah. They protest. Right. Jesus Again, Christ. Again, that's why it's a perversion. The dad goes like... These idiots don't, but yeah. like there needs to be a restraint on that, that bullshit dad energy that isn't bullshit until it is. But I took my Trump bit out of the uh, special only because I fuck, I've been saying this, I tripped on the, pot, the uh, punchline. I fucked it, I said a, a word wrong. Oh no. And it didn't look right in the final. And in hindsight, I was so sick of hearing about him. And the way I did the bit, I wasn't happy with. But from the left and from the right, I'm tired of you. You're a snowflake. You're a cuck. Oh, fuck you, everybody. Everyone thinks they're on the right side of the issues, and we're all just geniuses firing barbs at the idiots. It's so exhausting. I know. And and, in a way, I've I've, I've said in a way, this is what we deserve because we're a nation of arrogant people. Well, it has to be cause and effect to a certain extent. It's not just like he didn't slip through the nine hoops you have to jump through to get to that election. You know what I mean? Like we asked for it. 
with people were like, we asked for it with reality TV. We asked for it when we stopped reading. Right. You know what I mean? Like we've become like the movie idiocracy, and we're like, man, do code red. Uh, blowjob machine on my dick and a toilet on my recliner. Right. And of course, you're going to, there's like, you're going to vote for the more entertaining kind of goofus. Also, I think. Not o- even goofus. I really do think he's bad. And I want to be clear about that. You know, I know a lot of people do. <laughs> I don't want to say goofus. Obama, I think, was a, was a reaction in a way to Bush. And people hated Bush so much. And Obama's the polar opposite. He made people feel hopeful that things could change in a lot of ways. Yeah. And in a way, Trump is a, a weird response to people constantly being thought policed and told that you're a racist or you're a homophobe if you're not 100% on board. It's almost right. like every election now seems to be a reaction to the fucking complete overpowering thought process of the other side. It's like right. we're not electing anybody well, who is just kind of goes, even keeled. That goes back to your stand-up. Why – especially you have the Stern phenomenon on, on your radio show and on, in your stand-up because I'm alone in my car – and, and I'm dying laughing. There's that privacy bubble where you could have said anything. Like, I never scanned it for, like, is right. this appropriate? And I'm laughing. And I always bring this up, but Freud would call that the shadow self. And the shadow self needs expression as well. This is why we love Archie Bunker. I never heard that expression, but that does make sense. There's a, there's a part of us sure. that we all have. And I've, I've said this many times on the podcast. Nuns get up in the morning every once in a while, and they're like, that fucking piece of shit. But yeah. something worse. Because it's in there. Our brains are defragging and, and purifying and creating our personalities, but there are these things. Again, I'm back to your amorphous kind of uh, ethereal childhood, vague and confusing. Yeah. It's vague and confusing in our bodies. Our personalities are the top ten. Your personality is now that's what I call subconscious. Yeah. It's the compilation album of the biggest hits right. in Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it's great. all in you. Yeah. It's all in you. I told this joke once on stage that I got on the New York City subway. I don't even like this joke necessarily. And I saw it was filled with special needs kids and without giving an order i just i thought check out this flock of unkind words yeah and it just popped in my brain shocked me like faster than a blink of an eye i thought it and i laughed and i was like what are you doing i'm not that person but that's right that's not my top 10 that's not my personality but it happened sure. so then when you're up there saying you know admittedly quote unquote offensive bad things you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, dirty things. What, sure. do you, what word do you... You go, I'm not alone! I, I want an ass on my face! And it feels good! But you also just explained something really well. The way you said the shadow self. I hadn't thought of that. And I think that's what makes me the angriest and the most disgusted with the public. Mm. Is we, we deny our own shot like everyone yeah. pretends we don't have that mm-hmm. and yet we all have it so I think that's a great way to look at it that's what bothers me the most right is everyone's pretending they don't have that we wrote a, it actually we improvised so much on Crashing but you did a great scene where Artie and I are walking out of a strip club oh that was really fun I'm man. assuming you remember yeah of course <laughs> yeah well in that scene we end up improvising so much so the final scene changed a little sure. bit and by it was like a 12, 12 hour scene uh, where a stripper is uh, stripping for me dancing for me and she says Pete is uncomfortable with it because Pete is kind of puritanical and Christian ethics and all that sort of stuff and confused because he, he's not in touch with his shadow either. You right. know what I mean? So she's dancing and he says, stop, you don't have to do this. It's degrading. And then she used to do this speech where it was like, oh, you'll look at internet pornography, which is a safe assumption with most people. Sure. But you won't admit 
in the light that you like this, that you want me to grind on you. Like she kind of spun it and said like, you're weak for not coming here with a real woman and saying, yes, I like when your ass grinds on me, but you're the same guy who goes home, jerks off to, what are those, not real people? Right. Are those pretend people? A lot of them are, it's worse, sex trafficked, underpaid Eastern European garbage shit that you that you stumbled upon, and she's making this argument. It's like you should be honest with yourself, right. you know. And it, a little bit of that is in there. That's great. But when you're doing, I, it, it's not just salacious. Like he he he, Jim said pussy. Yeah, it's like. I say pussy. I don't care who you are. My All my grandparents would be like, pussy, every yeah. once in a while. Sure. And then you go, and this is a positive thing, I'm not ashamed. I'm stuck in my humanity. I'm stuck in my personality. It's not that we can't better ourselves or whatever or, or work on that top ten mm. personality. But you're saying, hey, me too. I'm I'm in the shit too. Yeah, and I resent when they won't admit it. Yeah, I resent it because well, it's, it's it's dishonest. It's like, come on, guys, what, what are you talking? I'm not talking about hurting people, right? Or, or or you act like you don't have like that thought you had about the flock. Like that's a thought <laughs> any of us any of us could have had that thought. Yes, and I don't think there's I of saying it in that moment would have been terrible. Right, or coming out and just saying it like, hey, guess what I saw? Yeah, but when you're expressing it like this is a thought I had. That I didn't plan on having, and I'm like, ugh, I shocked myself. That's a fair right. thing. That that's a really funny joke. That I appreciate that. Maybe a podcast is the best place for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it is hard to if you don't set it up right. That yeah. can be a rough one. Well, that's that's you just said something that I think about all the time. I offend myself all the time. Usually, you think of offenses happening with sure. someone else. I have thoughts where I go, "What? That is." Get out of here. Yeah. And I do. I sweep it away and I work on it or whatever it may be. But there is something about diving in and, and, and getting laughs out of it. Did you ever think they called me and Patrice had to talk about it? And he actually turned into a, an amazing bit about intrusive thinking. Mm. And I remember we were talking about intrusive thinking and about how you'll be sitting with someone and, and you, it's offending yourself. It's, it's like you think of the most barbaric thing you could. Like, what would happen if you were at dinner with your grandmother and that thought will yeah. be in? Tell it, pass the salt, cunt. Yeah. Like, what would happen? Like, and yeah. that thought hits. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But, like, what would the shock be? How would everybody look? How would they react? You know I, what that's called? What? The imp of the perverse. It's an Edgar Allan Poe thing. You're standing on a cliff with your fiance. Just for a second, you think about pushing her off. And we all have it. It's so funny. He, you're quoting Edgar Allan Poe, and I'm going, me and Patrice once. Ah! I should have yeah. went, went to college. <laughs> no, no, no. I believe you did for a brief stint, according to your Wikipedia page. I, I went uh, for one semester. Two, one A and two Fs. B or, and three Fs. Ah, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, B and three Fs. Yeah, Community yeah. college. So funny. I dropped out of high school. I was trying to make up college and high school credits. Uh, who needs it? Nah. You just, you're saying, that's, no, I'm not even kidding. You and Patrice are saying the same thing. I just, it was yesterday Valerie and I were, our show just got picked up for a second season. Oh, congratulations, yeah, man. Super awesome. Exciting. Yeah. And I forget what it was, but she said, I, I told her what it was. Uh, you know, I keep, try and keep those thoughts in the light. You know what I mean? I like telling people my flock story. Right. I like telling people I've watched lesbian smothering videos. I can't keep it in. Sure. I think that's where you get fucking weirdos yes. that are like going nuts. Like, yeah. That's where you get the trope of the religious maniac, you know yeah. what I mean? In horror movies and stuff, that's, you know, one of the things I like about Crashing is we have a religious character who's not nuts, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times you do see, and with good reason, the pious people that actually have the heads in their beds. Right, right, all right. That, all that stuff. It's all that repression. It's not good. It's not good. It's, it's like you're, 
like Japan is a very uh, divided place in that way. Everybody's very, very proper, but there are vending machines that have used panties. And, yeah, and that Germany too is a weird place. And I've theorized, and other people have theorized that w- there's something that happens to a culture when you lose a world war. Like they, both of those cultures are extremely dirty, and mm. both of them have gotten the shit kicked out of them on a the world stage. I-, I wonder what it does to the psychology. I'd never thought about that of people. Like, Japan is so repressed and so sexually bizarre, and Germany, the, some hardcore stuff comes out of. Yeah. Does that, does that in a way, like, Vietnam, losing Vietnam fucked up the United States. It fucked up the site. 9-11, it fucked up people's sense of security and people's comfort. Did losing a world war do anything to these other cultures? Yeah. Like, we have been destroyed on it's the planet. It's really interesting. I remember on The Sopranos, to- this cop is having sex with Tony's ex-girl uh, on oh, the side. Oh, was he a senator? Senator. Yes. And he comes in and whips him with the belt. Yep. And then, like, three episodes later, the restraint of that show, three episodes later, they're like, he hasn't been able to perform since. So there's this thing that happens when something comes in and spanks you. It could be losing a war. It could literally be someone coming in and spanking you. I have a bit about how 90% of male behavior is to get a boner later. That's why we listen to Kid Rock and wear wraparound Oakleys and stuff. Right. It's because we're trying to get a momentum going. Yeah. Like, I'm, a, I'm a fuck guy. I'm a guy with a big old dick. I'm a big old dick. Like, we can't. We want to, but we can't. It's hard to drink white wine and eat cucumber sandwiches and then really give someone a deep dish. Yeah, you're right. It, it's got to, the longer buildup is required. <laughs> I never found romantic things to be sexy. You're right. Like, I never found, like, I would hate when they would portray a picnic. Like, oh, we go on a picnic and then we make love after. Like, yeah. That would never turn me on. <laughs> Fucking uh, never. Where did the, does the prostitution stuff, we started with Monster sure. Ray. And then you said you had crushes on girlfriends. What's the next step? You know, the prostitution stuff, it's like that to me was because I, first of all, I couldn't get girls. And I was always scared to talk to girls. But you really, most of us couldn't get girls. I lost my Virginia when I was 21, but you. I was 18, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't get girls. And you were like, I'm not going to wait. <laughs> well, I was about 21 when I started doing that. Oh, really? Okay. I was about 21. I had had a couple of girlfriends. You know, there are other comics that did that. Yeah, you go through a phase with it. I went through a long phase with it. Um, and my, I remember my favorite part used to be after the sexual, it usually used to be oral sex, dropping them off. And I remember I used to love talking to them after. Yeah. Like, wow, we've done this and it's cool and we're having a conversation. Like, I fall in love with sex workers. Like, mm. that's, in, in a weird way, I've thought of this a lot lately, like, I, I all this time I really think I've been looking for someone to to date um, because I wound up dating a couple and I'm, it's never an abusive thing. It's never like hey she's sucking my. Th-. It's always like I want them to stay and talk and I want to get <laughs> to know them and like they won't judge me. Your taxi driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. I, it's like I'm the creep at the strip club that goes, "What's your real name?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friends make fun of me so hard. I want to buy them drinks. That gets me off more. You want to. There's an intimacy in it, and I also feel like they don't judge. Like, they're not going to look at my childhood and my past and what I like to do and oh, think I'm a piece of shit. Because they've seen the craziest side of things. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of crazy things. So we have that. I, I had a girl, actually, who was, a, a, she was an escort. And she and I have never hooked up. We're friends. Escorts do have sex with you? That's what they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she and I did not. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe it was different packages. Like yeah, no, you no, could no. just go to dinner. They're, no. they're there to have sex with you. No, I met her. She was dating a friend of mine, and she and I became friends. We've never hooked up. It's never been a hookup thing. And we were talking about it. We talk about her, and she's very private about that part of herself. I don't even know if she does anymore. But she said to me uh, after, she's like, wow, thanks for talking to me. That was really nice to talk about that and not feel uncomfortable. 
And I had somebody, a sex worker, I think, tweeted me recently. And she goes, I, I like the fact that when you talk about sex workers, you talk about them as if they're an equal mm. and not. And it's like, I guess I do. I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. But I always fucking hated guys who go in, who mistreat, like even on the radio. I hate when strippers are mistreated or porn people right, are mistreated. Right. Like, wow, your dad must be proud. It's like, hey, dumb motherfucker. She's doing a job better than you could do it and harder than what you're doing. And yeah. maybe you don't approve of it. Right. And hopefully she's not doing it for the wrong reasons. But don't think you're better than that person. That really annoys me. People like picking on porn people. Of course, people. of course. It's like, you weak motherfucker. Shut up. Yeah. You think that's cool to just mock a porn star? Shut right. up. I hate to get Jesus-y with you, but I mean, that is, he hung out with prostitutes. Yeah, well, Mary Magdalene. That's I think, the whole yeah. Mary called back. <laughs> that some some interpret, uh, translations say Mary called Mag- Magdalene like it was her other name. Oh. I don't know, Jim. I'm wasting your time. What I'm saying is there does seem I love seeing love. Let's call it love hiding in these really unexpected places. Yeah, and isn't that called a talk job? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, I- Ooh, let's call Jim Norton. He surely he knows. He knows. <laughs> He's been there. <laughs> But I want to, I, you know, the prostitution stuff, it's like I'm not really, it's like thinking about all the sexual slavery stuff, like a lot of times you don't consider that when you're doing it. Like I know I never liked going to Russian places or Asian places because it felt like too, it felt like it was too community oriented. Like it's like you, I always wanted to like talk to someone and felt like they were making a decision. They yeah. were cool. But I just want a girlfriend at this point. Like that stuff, it was really lonely and really shitty for them too, I'm sure. Yeah. And it was like, I would just like to have a girlfriend. It's interesting the stories we tell ourselves. I'm not accusing you of anything, but I do that. I just did that with porn. I'm like, I'm sure this woman was well paid and even the fella got a sandwich out of it. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't want to think, I forget who has that bit where you're watching porn and you hear an accent or a language you don't recognize and you're like, I don't think these girls are in SAG. You know what I mean? And you start to feel bad. And I have to think that a sensitive guy like you and myself... To have sex with a prostitute, you'd have to. I've told this story before. I declined a hand job. I wasn't even. Cons- I did. I was in Amsterdam. My girlfriend. She's in another room. Part of the joke is, who knows what they were doing to her? Yeah. <laughs> she's got her feet in stirrups, and they're just <laughs> going fucking nuts. But I was. I didn't even think about it, and I didn't even regret not doing it because I was like, she was Thai or something. Uh, sorry to not know. I, I, I don't mean to be dismissive about different types of Asian. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or, yeah. Who knows? I forget, and I. Uh, I couldn't have done it unless we. If, I, I bring up buying dinner because that's part of it for me. I tried that on stage too where I was like, buying dinner isn't me being strong. It's me being weak. It's me saying, I need to do this so right. later I can fuck you. Yeah. You should feel sorry for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, please let me get the blooming onion. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm going to feel emasculated because I'm a, I'm a baby man. That's that's not strong. No, I know. But you want to know that the person, and, and you know, it's, I hear a lot of people say, oh, porn girl. I've talked to so many sex workers. Like I, I, so many of them have reached, and they're like, I'm so tired of people thinking I don't do this because I want to. I think a lot of them, like I've talked Wait, to. Wait, they a, do? A lot, of a lot them, of them do a like A lot it. of them have, a surprising amount have reached up out to me and, and said because I've talked about it so much and I'm, again I'm not saying that there's not trafficking victims sure, sure. but I've had a lot of them saying that we hate to all be painted with that brush because a lot of people use the trafficking in, in the victims which is real to try to make what these other people are doing of their own free will seem immoral you're saying almost like comedians uh, there's a there's a world that's just like this is how I perform I I'd like to think do they are there people that are like I like it a I like fucking them. I like fucking strangers I like the the mixed bag of all of it. And some hate it, but it is, it's a choice they're making. Like, I, I um, you, you never want to, th- I, I had uh, two girls I've dated 
have and we legitimately girls have dated without any two of them in the last couple of years casually dated have wound up on websites where they were playing for money and i had no idea that either one of them had any connection to that at all these are not girls forced to do anything i know who they are i know where yeah. they come from i know their lives yeah and then i've talked to them after because we remain friends and i'm like are you really and they're like yeah it was just you know it's easier to pay the rent like it, really? It, yeah, it was a. It was like there was no other way, and I know this because I knew them prior. Yeah. For them to have, uh, and they never asked me for money. It was never anything like that. Well, I, I'm trying to think of a question that would represent the people, especially the women listening, that are like offended at the whole notion of buying a woman. Sure. You know what I'm saying? What do we say to that? Say to them that you don't have to like the choices everybody makes. People pay, so you, are they okay with the notion of someone who marries an old guy for his money? Or a guy who marries a woman that he's not that in love with, but he loves fucking her. We all do things that maybe Weird things. morally you don't agree with. Yeah. But, you know, this is where like the feminists have become exactly like the conservative Christians. They agree on sex work. But when they say, I, I agree, you shouldn't buy a woman. Yeah. I don't want to buy a woman. <laughs> so what, 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 what does that say about sex works with, with gay men? Yeah. I mean, what? Do they I don't want to buy a man. Yeah. They... How about I want to pay for sexual experience? Right. Like, I don't view that as buying a person. Right. I usually want to hang out with them a lot more than they want to hang out with me. After. You know, it's not, again, this podcast should be called This Sheltered Boy May Trying to Keep yeah. Up. Uh, because I, here's the example. I get a lot of massages, and I'm not saying there's nothing erotic about yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. But I, in a, I'm, again, for common ground, I'm like, I'm paying that person to touch me sure. in a pleasant way for an hour. Right. I'm sure people get this comparison from time to time. They do, yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's, like, it's just okay. If that were perverted, I used to have a bit where I was like, what if you really love what you loved sexually, because we can't choose what we like sexually, was illegal tomorrow. Right. And the bit I said, I was like, what if uh, Puerto Rican MILF porn is illegal tomorrow? You'd come to my weird shag carpet basement and have all these blank VHS tapes. And I'm like, these are my vacation videos, unless you're cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Watch them. So massage, normal. I understand there's no, maybe there's sex shame. We're, we're all of dick shame. Porn, the book Pornified, I'm always referencing this, thinks guys are ashamed of their cum, like, like almost like this expelling thing from your body, and you're like, eh, I'm sorry. So once that comes in the picture, literally, uh, we don't think it's okay, or, or prudishness, or fear of God. I, I mean, th- I'm looking for the difference. Obviously, we know what the difference is between sex work and a massage, but... Well, that's a great, by the way, that book, you just struck a nerve. A lot of times I don't come. Maybe because I don't have guilt when I don't come. Interesting. Or that's a really, wow. Pornified also mentions that guys, they surveyed how often guys look at porn, and most of them considered if they didn't masturbate, it didn't count as looking at porn. Right, you're just glancing at something. You could look at pornography for an hour, and as long, or you could beat off in five seconds, and that counts as one. There is something going on that we feel conflicted about how we all got here. I think we feel weird that our parents did it, that we do it. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. We're stuck in a pretty strange psychology. <laughs> I just don't like telling other people what to do or what they as long as they're adults and it's truly consensual and you hope they're doing it for the right reason. Like you don't want to see I, I don't like see anybody doing anything for drugs. You yeah. know, um, yeah. you hope they're just doing it for the right reasons. But it's it's like if you don't look at sex as this terrible derogatory thing. If it's just a thing that people like doing. If it's doing, playing tennis. Then, then why? The, where is the shame in it? If Does people it come are enjoying from? It? Some people play tennis and a baby is made. Is it like because it's sacred? Uh, this is just me talking about it. Yes, it's as close as we get to magic. You know what I mean? I come in your vagina and a baby comes out of that portal. Yeah, it's insane. So is that why we use words like pervert? It's a perversion of the intent. Is that why you know 
I, I don't know. I can't think of the cultures that do it or the religions that do it. We only do it to make babies. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's probably at the root of all of it. But people are think. Uh, and again, this is where the conservative people will say, yes, this is true. That's why. But a lot of the quote unquote progressives won't acknowledge that they view sex that way. Right. So they have to doll it up a different way. Because they can't just go. <clears throat> To me, it's dirty, and I, I don't think you should be able to do it. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be able to sell that because I don't like it. Right. And that really is what it comes down to. Right. No, nobody wants the, the ugly admission that, like, I think that my moral compass is the right one. Do you think they got a lot of mileage out of going, guys like you like shit, and they're ashamed of it, so we can keep them in the shadows, and they like it in the shadows? Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean they, they never had to push me in the shadows. I'm like, I'm fine here. Who needs sunburn? <laughs> it actually, <laughs> but it actually kind of marshaled itself. You guys want to have, I guess, I guess, and then people are like, oh, what's that lead to? We make all that normal prostitution legal. Uh, what are people going to do next? Isn't there always a need to break the law? Aren't you better where you are? Is that what they're thinking? Well, Let him break the rules. He's still going to do it. E for escort is the same as P for prostitute. Well, you know how a lot of a lot of the argument with immigration where they have these safe haven cities is that, like, look, if we just turn in illegal immigrants, they won't report crimes. They won't report when crimes are committed against them. So you don't want a group of people who's being victimized just because they're here illegally. Like, you don't want some, some guy from Mexico being hit over the head and not reporting a crime because he's afraid of being deported. Wow. You, know, you know what I mean? That's a reason yeah. that yeah. a lot of that, that, that these safe cities or safe havens are like that. So these people can come forward and talk to the police and not feel like they're going to just be perpetually victims or allow other people to be. Mm. So by that same thinking, sex workers really can't go to the police. Hey, I was sucking this guy's dick for money and he stole my money. Right. So basically the same, the same courtesy you're showing to people. I've never – see, this is why people love you and why, I love that about you. We've seen the other one, the business guy. And the prostitute steals his wallet, and he's like, well, great. I can't go to the police. Sure. <laughs> right, but neither can she. I just have to get an Uber home, Uber black, I'm <laughs> having a rough night. <laughs> but neither can she. So you're saying there's an argument for regulation. If, if, if something was legal, I just hopefully it would be so much easier for people to come forward and go, I'm being forced to do this. Right. Or, and this way you could at least disease test people or, it's or, like or the age check them. It's like the argument too. Keep it safe. Keep it legal. Keep it above board. I yeah, guess. it should just be a choice and, and there's going to be a lot of people that make a choice. And this is not even me saying it because I want to do it. Yeah. Because it's like, ugh. I, I find as I, I, as you get older and I, I'm a sexual person, meeting fans, meeting people who I know want more feels predatory. Like, they're lying. Oh, no, this is okay, but I know they want more. And if I don't want, it's like I can't lie to get Wait, laid. fans that want to have sex with you? Or they want a relationship or they want it to go further. Oh, and they're like, oh, no, I, I just see. want to fuck. But you know, that, like, I'm lying if I pretend I believe it. Isn't that funny? They did an episode of Girls recently where uh, it was brilliant, where it was this author who used his influence to get girls to have sex with him. And I never even considered that that was like a type of aggression. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very, very liberal understanding. But you're saying, like, you're these women want to have sex with you because they're fans of you. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. And then you do it. But then you feel like you're getting something because of your influence over them that maybe isn't exactly what they want, and it can feel kind of dirty. Yeah, or, or, or they'll, they'll say, what, like, because men will lie to get laid. We'll pretend we love someone we don't. There are times where people pretend that they don't want love. And they I wrote Louie Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were making a great point. That's okay. What was the other lie? It's funny. Uh, a, lot, a lot of times people will pretend they don't want love. Yeah. And use sex to kind of get to love. So people, we're all fucked up with it. And, and it's isn't like, that, I don't know what the right answer is. Isn't that another 
I'm really just interested in the magic of sex and why it confuses us so and that we think we have to marshal it so strictly. Right. And believe me, I see both sides. I grew up as a kid that used to have my friend put a password on the internet so I couldn't get on when they left. And then later I'd call them and <laughs> tell them I was looking up something yeah. irrelevant and then jerk off to pornography. Yeah, of course. That. It was amazing. Good boy. But the, the falling in love thing, Right, so it's like you have you're saying even with sex workers that you meet, you can fall in love. Oh yeah, and there is something. This is like religious Pete coming back. But when I would have sex with somebody, it would even if it was just once, there would be something going on. You you talked about the pheromones of an ass in your face and yeah. and and the taste of someone's mouth and and the smell in your bed. There's something just chemically going on that if you like it. Look out. You know what I mean? Well, that's nature going yes or no. Yeah. No, no, no. She has breath like your aunt. Don't (laughs) fuck this girl. Do not reproduce. That's nature. (laughs) Where did she get clam dip? Yeah. (laughs) That's and so I guess is it something that we're going, look, this is Pandora's box. Pun intended. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Saucy. (laughs) And uh, we need to protect ourselves from this. Again, I, I don't I don't know either, and I'm open to listening. Like when people talked about this, like I wrote an article for Time about prostitution, but a lot of people got mad at me because they were saying this sexual slavery. But I did listen when they talked. Like I'm, I don't. Again, this is my opinion on it. But like when when people talk who've been through it, like I'm willing to hear it, and it's yeah. like I'm sure that a lot of them are being very honest about it. So it's like they know more than I do about that side of it. Right. So it's like I don't have a hundred percent the right answer either. Do you know when you you want to have a girlfriend now, or you'd like that? You're open to it. I'm open to it. You know. Um, I'm open to it, and, yeah. and uh, you know whether she's a girl or she's a if she's trans or a tradi- you know you know cis girl, however you want to phrase it. I don't know whoever yeah. I meet that I like enough. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I think that I, I I mean that's very cool. Well, yeah. You, go ahead. No, no. I say, and I don't even. I've talked about it a lot, um, but it, it's almost like this whole this whole dirty thing with sex is just so silly. I don't think any of it's shocking. Right. As long as you're not fucking with kids. As long as you're not forcing somebody. Like, and I thank God I just never get bit with that demon. Like, to me, that's a demon to like that shit. Like, yeah. Like, thank fucking God. Like, if all the things wrong well, with that, me, that was that's the, not. That was the setup of Imagine If What You Liked Was Illegal. Yeah. And I, it, I stopped doing the bit because people get so, maybe I would say, rightfully uncomfortable at the topic. But you're like, it was my attempt at having compassion for people who didn't act. They, I don't think they would keep the f- switch flipped on if they could flip it off. Right. You know what I mean? Very tricky. Because we don't like our own sex, and when we look at where it comes from, right. weird fucked up things, like you, you'd even riffed, I saw my dad's bulge, and now I like this, and I'm like, oh, my mother, this or this. Like, people getting their sexuality from your families and stuff. It's and- very, very, I've had so many women, and again, I don't know how it is for men and their mothers, I mean, to me, the idea is just horrendous, <laughs> but so many women have... Confess sexual feelings for their father. Yeah, their father's being creepy. I've had a couple of girls like once they trust you and they talk to you, and one girl is like, "My father gives me the fucking creeps. Hmm. He's always the way he looks at me. I hate it." And it's like I, that's it's just the dynamic of what it is. I yeah. don't again. I don't have an answer. I don't have any kids. Yeah, you know, and I don't have any incest fantasies about my. Fa- so I don't know what that is. Right. But I've also heard women that have said like, "Yeah, I was attracted," and it's like if that's existing in in culture and it's existing a lot. Then, then me liking what I like is not that odd. Right. It's just but not. I, I think that's kind of what we're dancing around is nothing's that odd. Ramdas, Ramdas alert. He has this thing where he would, in fact, 
Ramdas is the spiritual teacher who I love. Okay. And he would he says one of the things that he does is he just listens to people. It sounds very much like what you do. And the example I swear to God is I uh, ma- I tie myself up and masturbate thinking about my father's penis. That's his example. And he goes, "Okay." And he's like, "It's just stuff. It's just stuff." It's just right. stuff. And he goes, hey, people get mad. They're like, you just stuffed me. Like, you turned my, my life into stuff. He's like, it's just stuff. Like, what are, you, what are we measuring it against? It's an interesting – the whole world has sexual feelings. Most, most people. Yeah. There are asexual people. So we're really stuck in something that we have to figure out. It would be like if we all had bloodlust. Like, if we all wanted to murder for fun, right. we'd have to be like, okay, here's the rules. <laughs> you can look at online videos of it, but don't do it too much. I think we all is. do have blood. You know what's funny? I, I think we all do have it. We all, I think we're uglier than we think. We all have this fucking ugly thing. But we can't beat each other over the head anymore. So what we can do is when a publicist tweets something stupid on a plane to South Africa, we can all pile on and watch this bitch get ruined. Are you talking about the woman that said, hope uh, but, I don't get AIDS? Yeah, and it was, it was a stupid thing, but she, it was kind of clear that she, wasn't, she was just making fun of this thing. She wasn't trying to be hard. But either way, right. it's this You're saying mentality. when we don't have somewhere to put it. If we can't watch lions eat Christians, we'll at least destroy a woman's career. We'll destroy each other. Right. And we'll fucking watch each other swing by the neck for shit that we say. Well, we're the but, same people that lynch people. Yeah. We're the same people that had gladiators fight for sport. We're the same people that enslaved people. We're the same people that we still do murder and war and all yeah. this stuff. This is why... This is really at the heart of the debate. How strict do we want to parent ourselves? And some people are very afraid, and I think they're an, an, a, a part of the dance, very conservative, everything off, the violent video games, get those out of here and everything. Sure. And then you have people like, I'm not even going to say people like you, but people closer to you that are like, baby, I have a dick, you have a puss, we're consenting, sure. and I don't care. And by the way, we want to kill each other, let's watch a, a slasher film, who cares? You know what I mean? And I see those two things pulling at each other, and somewhere in the middle, maybe there's a nice... Harmony. Maybe both sides are essential. Sure, but it is interesting to watch people. There's probably a place where both sides aren't full of shit. Like, like you know, the conservatives were like, "Well, you know, this is out. This is out. Less government. We don't want that." But they do want to tell you who you can sleep with and what you can do. So they're full of shit. That is so true. And the liberals are very full of shit. That's the most invasive thing you can do. Terribly invasive. Less government in between you and your spouse. Except, (laughs) except. Look at the size of that tiny government taking my wedding ring off. Yeah. (laughs) Except, you two guys want to suck dicks. Yeah. So they, they're fine with it. But the liberals are full of just as full of shit about yeah. other stuff. We want freedom and empowerment and keep your hands off my body. She's yeah. selling pussy for a living. No, she can't. Yeah. They're yeah, full of yeah. shit. Everyone is the same. We're all yeah. fucking. So but I think see, in the middle. That, that really is. I remember watching this video of a guy <laughs> smoking salvia. Do you know what salvia I is? I do, yeah. And he smoked salvia. It's like a hallucinogen. And he just started dying laughing. And and repeating over and over, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Now this is a psychedelic. It's a it's sure. a you know it evokes feelings of spirituality and epiphany and all that stuff. And his epiphany is one that you hear all the time. Is it's all bullshit. This liberating look at everyone acting like anyone knows anything. Right. And like we have rules for dicks and pussies and and people. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. It's crazy. But it's the best we can do, and we're trying our best. But uh, that brings me to – we uh, just in interest of time, we always talk about the meaning of life and religion and God sure. and atheism or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Because I've already caught you having these strange Christ-like tendencies. You know. <laughs> That's very interesting. I don't know. I mean uh, I was raised Catholic. I'm not religious. The harder – the older I've gotten, the harder it is to believe in a deity 
Um, like an external, an object. Yeah, but I yeah. used to very strongly. And getting sober, you you pray. I still pray sometimes. Yeah, I still how, make myself do it. Yeah, but it, for me, it was God. I love a non-believing prayer. I really do. I always have. There's just something about it where you're like, but this is how serious I am about finding God or, or if it's real or needing help. Yeah. And just going like, buddy, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what do we got? Yeah, you're not doing much to fucking help yeah. me out down here. Like, I'm trying. That's right. I, uh, that's what it is. I'm trying. And, and then they find dark matter, and yeah. you know, then they find black holes, and yeah. then Stephen Hawking theorizes about, you know, fucking neutrino. You're yeah. not doing anything to make me believe you spun yeah. this together. Yeah. But so. yeah, that's interesting, because Albert, I love the Albert Einstein quote. Oh, God, I need some new quotes. Says, <laughs> the thing that, uh, and I always get it wrong. <laughs> He goes, the thing that's so inexplicable about the universe is how explainable it is. Unexplainable, explainable, I think is what he says. Because there is an order. The deeper we go, you know what I like to say is why aren't we just like a swarm of molecules floating around the universe? Why It's so crazy that it took form and found consciousness sure. and is now talking into microphones. You can really trip out on that. So when I say you know you don't have an object, you don't have a god elsewhere looking in and judging and observing and governing – and helping you not drink or whatever it may be. Um, but are you open to uh, we're so off the narrative, we don't know what's going on. It could be this. It could be this. It could be this. Very much. Yeah, because st- I'm still an optimist. I still want there to be something. Yeah. So, yeah, I hit my knees sometimes. And I'm like, oh, geez. I- and I'll tell them, like, this is nonsense. But <laughs> I have to be honest. Your next album should be Jim Norton praying. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I want I want it to be real. I, I and I keep thinking that science will find something like the, it's, it's it's the idea of not existing. I hate the idea of not existing. I hate oh, the idea funny. that we're gonna die before there's immortality because science is going to find it. Read right. Ray, Ray Kurzweil's book, Singularity. They're gonna fucking find it. Yeah, and we're gonna miss it, and we're yeah. just missing it. We're not we're not missing it like 1400s. We're missing it by a, a, a 2054. Century. They well, his Singularity. He was saying yeah, yeah around there. You'll um, make it. You don't smoke. You Maybe. Drinking. But, the, but so then someone pointed out they're not going to give that technology up. Jesus Christ, they've had a flash for the iPhone since the beginning. We had to wait years for it. <laughs> they don't just release that stuff. Can you imagine the lines for immortality? Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're lining up like an idiot. Very Garden of Eden at the Apple store. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. So, yeah. okay, you want to make it to the singularity. I want to make it, even though I know I'm not going to have it. But what? It, here's a conundrum. You're in the singularity. You're plugged in and you live forever. What if, if you just unplugged and allowed yourself to die, you would transcend to some other realm, some other dimension? Then I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, but you'd never know unless you have the bravery to unplug. Well, yeah, or maybe, look, maybe revelation is just a, a scientific thing. Maybe it's the idea that once we figure out immortality, we realize something with DNA, right. and it's very easy to bring back people who are dead. Maybe, right. this, maybe our idea now of what's spiritual. <laughs> maybe our idea of what's spiritual really is. Like, I don't know. I just hold on to hope that there's something. Well, that's his great quote where he goes, people ask me, it's Robert Kurzweil? Ray, Ray Kurzweil. Ray Kurzweil. Very dull guy to talk to, but a genius. Was he on your show? He was. We interviewed him, and he talked like this the entire time. He eats a lot of vitamins. Yeah. I don't believe his timetable either. I think it's wishful thinking. Oh, interesting. I think well, that sounds thinking. like him from what I know, yeah. which is one He's a genius. I mean, he's a nice guy. But he has a great quote at the end of that documentary where he goes, people ask me if God exists, and I say, not yet. Because he's talking about giving consciousness to flowers and getting everything on Wi-Fi and talking to each other, which does sound like a collective, unco- a collective conscious, not not unconscious, conscious, uh, which which is interesting. But you're open to the idea that even if you were frozen 
in a Forever Paradise where all you're doing is getting your face sat on by digital asses while you come infinity, or you don't, so you can feel bad. Sure, sure. So I, I, when I edge, I edge. <laughs> well, you have to wonder, after 10,000 years of this, if you go, should I roll the dice that when I die... I am a ghost in the shell. I am just going to go on, and my work continues elsewhere. You can, sure. But I also think that if I was only getting my face set on, it would wear thin. Like, the idea of as the technology gets better, like, it's going to be really a long time before people get bored of going through wormholes and winding up in another another uh, galaxy or exploring another dimension or whatever is possible. Yeah. Like the, the, to me, there's a lot more. St- it's not like we've learned everything. And now that all of a sudden we live forever, we just have this one dog shit bit of knowledge. Right. It's like, as that grows, there's so much more to we do. We go out. It's like her. Remember her? Mm-mm. The, it's the, it's the Spike Jones movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Anyway, the consciousness is in it are so infinite that they can learn everything and they get very bored with Earth and they're like, we're out of here, we're going to go. It's kind of a spoiler. But you're saying with access to not just Google image search of, of face setting, you can explore every realm of possibility. Sure, imagine if there was a way to, to like get a close-up look at a black hole or to do all this stuff yeah. or, or, or to get near it. So or that's to- so interesting. You have like a techno, I'm going to say techno-forward idea that even if you do die, maybe they'll bring you back and they're going to upload you into this thing. Sure. Because um, So really what we should all be doing is breeding. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> like, Keep that DNA going. If you really believe that, you need to make a little Jimmy Norton who can be obsessed and listen to every second of your radio and your stand-up and everything and read all your books and then bring you back. Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, <laughs> people hate future Jimmy. Fans of the radio show think he's such an idiot. You're dumb, but I guarantee you I've hit a few points that were correct. I just don't want to drop dead. That's all it is. Man. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to, but it's like, you know, you want to live. Well, Dana Carvey said, uh, we've quoted it many, many times. He says, where were you during the Renaissance? Does that give you any comfort? Where were you during the Dark Ages? Where were you during the Great... Sh- well, No, because back then I didn't know I was missing anything. Like back then, but you, you won't know. There won't be a part of you to go. This sucks. Oh yeah, no, I know. It'll just go away. It will just cease to exist. But being now that I can kind of conceptualize how much that would suck, isn't that? It funny? frightens me. Only being can mourn non-being. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, non-being means nothing. You don't. You don't miss it. You don't feel anything. But it's like I kind of. I God damn it. It's Epicurus. I've quoted it many times. Again, I need new quotes. Why should I fear death when death is? I am not. When I am, death is not. So it really. But it doesn't comfort us. Especially God help you if you smoked a marijuana cigarette Ugh. you're just like i'm gonna it's gonna it's gonna happen yeah but then there's so much spiritual practice in in owning that there's monks and stuff that meditate in in graveyards with rotting bodies because they can't bury everybody just to because if you can hone in on it like today jim i was excited to have you on Thank as you. you know we had to reschedule and sure stuff, sure I'm, man I'm i was happy busy. you did yeah i was i was happy we found a time but I was like, shit, I'm a little tired. This was such a great conversation. I had nothing to worry about. And I tried to remember, this is it. Stop thinking of what I'm going to do after it. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you're thinking a little bit about your flight and stuff. Sure. But I was like, Jim is here. You and I have both had friends that die. We talked about Patrice. Sure. I wasn't close with Patrice, but I, m- I miss him as well as an artist. And I'm like, shit, if we could come back to this after one of us is gone or we're both gone and, and here it is, you can really lock into that. So it's the death that gives everything... The stakes. If I knew you were going to be here for 10,000 years, I don't know if I'd be as urgently scheduling this podcast. <laughs> That's a great point. 
Well, people might also be a lot nicer to each other because we wouldn't feel like we had to get shit done so quickly. Yeah. Maybe that would be it, too. Maybe people uh. would realize how futile it is to fight for stuff. Yeah, 10,000 Because you're like, get, like a vampire. Ah, yeah. give it 500 years. Oh, God. They'll get bored. <laughs> they'll get bored. They'll stop fighting eventually. That's why they're in a castle, so they can just watch the villagers poke each other with pitchforks. Right, until they get sick and tired. Uh, they'll work it out. That must be what it feels like to be God. Yeah, I appreciate your scheduling today, man. It was really, it was great. I'm oh, really, my pleasure. I'd to talk to you. I've wanted to have you on for a long time. Uh, so what do you think, what are the odds on dying and then it's over? Don't, I have no idea, man. To me, because it's too good to hope for that it's real. The yeah. odds are very good that you die and that's the end. To yeah. me, the idea of existing after is too good to be but true. But when isn't it a twist? You talk about knowing stuff, just having gut senses and stuff. Every story that we tell using this consciousness that we all share writes stories about twists. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you die and you're just gone, I always say like an afterlife makes as much sense as a life. You woke up here. What the fuck is that? Yeah. That's crazy. That's true. So lights out just seems like I used to take comfort in it because I was like, I'll take anything over burning forever. Like that's the only one I yeah. don't want. Obviously, but being annihilated doesn't seem that bad, but it seems too obvious to me. Yeah, I know. And I I just think that we've, uh, I don't know, to me it's all chemicals and neutrons. And what we say is a soul or emotion is just a bunch of shit firing Mm. that means something to us, but not to anybody else. That's interesting. And I hate to think that way and I want to be wrong. I'm very, very open. If God would just fucking stop it and just, I'm I'm very open to hearing from the other side. That's so funny. I'm I'm, I'm totally down for it. Well, Alan Watts calls it hide and seek. He's like, you're hiding from yourself. I don't mean to preach. I'm I'm almost done. But when you say I'm hungry, the the place of you that's seeing the hunger, that awareness is like kind of behind your thoughts. That's kind of your your soul. That's what feels like your soul. It's this dispassionate place in you that's just kind of watching it all happen. And then, uh, I forget what I was going to say. And then when you die, what was I talking about? We were talking about death? Yeah. Ah, fuck my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the best. But, oh, your hide, hide and seek is that, like, when we think of God as an object, as something somewhere else, but you, what if it were you, and you made this world, kind of like Kurtzwell's world, and you have bliss, and you have this, all this stuff to explore, and you get tired of it, so you make a new game where you split yourself, and then you're like, I'm going to make Jim Norton, and I'm going to be Jim Norton, and he's going to look for me his whole life. You know what I mean? You're hiding from yourself. That would be... Oh, I see. Yeah. It's very trippy. I would love it. And at the end, it's like coming out of a drug thing, and they're like, ah! <laughs> you thought you forget? You should have seen your face. I would... Wouldn't you be excited? Love it. I'll be right there. I'll hand you a balloon. So much. I would, that's what I want. I want this to be some weird thing that we 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 allowed ourselves to kid. Hey, look, I'm going to put myself in this situation, and I have no control over the outcome. Yeah. But I know I'm coming back here after. Yeah. It's almost like running through a maze. Like eventually, you're going to get out. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hope so. Well, if it's any comfort, because I'm not there either. That would be enlightened. Would just be two chill guys. Like, yeah. Who cares? There are lots and lots and lots of people, and they've done a lot of reading and teaching that have gone to that other place, gone psychologically, spiritually into a black hole and come back and been like, relax. Like their message, even if we don't get there, is relax. It's a game. You'll see. You know what I mean? So I take comfort in there. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I've heard that and felt great about it. Until Rogan described the fucking drug that people can take that can, DMT. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, is that just our wishful thinking? Like, mm-hmm. what I want, when, when it happens when a guy dies and comes back 
and he can tell me something that happened in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I saw this guy Harvey. He died. His wife said the, the money's behind the safe. Yeah. Then I'll be like, fuck, that couldn't have happened. Yeah. But I. But they, that they, does they, happen. Does it really? Oh sure. There's a. <laughs> I'm that guy. There's a book. I forget what it, I, I'm going to look it up for you. It's called like. 30 arguments for evidence of reincarnation. And it's all stories like that. It's like some Indian kid, as soon as he can talk, takes his dad to a house and goes, this guy killed me. I'll show you where I'm buried. And there's a hammer and they find the body. I feel like, look, man, as I'm saying that, do I, can I not go? Or maybe that's bullshit. Yeah, Hmm. of course I can. But like, in other cultures, there's just more of that, like, of course, of course, we saw that all the time. My, my uncle uh, Dave knew where the money was, or whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah, but other, uh, yeah, other cultures do believe a little... They little believe other strongly. weird stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> some, some other cultures believe weird things. Yeah, well. a, lot of, a lot of cultures who don't have as much fun stuff as we do need to look to an afterlife. To, like, that's when shit's going to get yeah. great. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And the better things are here, a lot of times the harder it is because like, stuff is pretty good here. I was going to tweet, to be a modern Buddha, all you have to do is not look at your phone for 20 minutes. Like, yeah. That's all you need. You're, you'll have 12 disciples by day's it's end. It's hard. It is hard. I'm, I'm so addicted. Hard, I want to look at it right now. Let's look at this. But that's what this is. Well, you got to go. What time is it? It is 5.20. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, sh- yeah. Not super urgent? Can we do the final question or do you have to sure, go right buddy. now? Sure, buddy. Sure, sure. It's just a quick one because we talk about God at the end and it gets weird. So your Netflix special before we close? It's called Mouthful of Shame and it's on now. It's streaming and uh, people have been very, very, you know, positive. I'm really... I'm. I'm blown away by how nice people have been about it. I'm so going to watch it. it. Thank I was you. Cra- cracking up in the car. I can't wait to Thanks. see the faces. Although I did like guessing what you were doing. <laughs> like with the woman and you go like oh, and, psst. Psst. Oh, it's a psst. and yeah. then you go is that what you do? Do you tell her to sit? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, and then, you go, and then she starts licking her pussy. So there's something physical oh. in between those two things. And I was like, what is he doing? Oh, I don't don't even that. tell me. I, I never want to remember. Know. Like a Steve Martin record. I don't want to know uh-huh. why they're laughing. Um, so I'm going to watch that too. I can't wait. Uh, the final question is, can you think of a time, it doesn't have to be a great story, that you laughed really hard? It could have been this week. Yes. You could have been five. Sure. Yeah. Um, Patrice and myself were in uh, <laughs> Rio. We were in Brazil with Jason Steinberg, his brother Evan. Is this a sex trip? Yes. <laughs> and a couple of other comedians, Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss, <laughs> Keith Robinson. <laughs> 2003. The suitcase of dildos. Story. Yes. You know what really humanized that for me was I was always like, oh, it's underage stuff. And they were like, no, Patrice just liked to make people come. Yeah, yeah, he would never underage. No. He, he wanted to just like go on a tour of his techniques. Yeah, we went, we, we, no, the place we went to was a brothel where the girls were all, it was that the, the police would go there. Wow. Like this was a regulated, it's illegal. But no, they were very on the up and up because wow. they didn't want to get shut down. There, there uh, was always cops there. People would point out, hey, he's a cop, and they, that's where they would go. Wow. That's where those Olympic athletes just got in trouble. Okay. Oh, we didn't know it was a brothel. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I've been there. That's their Dave and Busters. Yes. Dave and Busters. <laughs> Bustinettas. Okay, come on. But me and Patrice were in, in at dinner with a bunch of guys, and one of our friends was trying to speak Portuguese <laughs> to the waitress, and we <laughs> fucking laughed at him. And it was like a... <laughs> The way you laugh when you're a kid. It was like you don't laugh like that as a comedian anymore. It was, yes. it was stomach hurting, this asshole type of a laugh. And yeah. I had a few of those with him in my life. He was bad at it. He, he stunk. <laughs> he stunk. And we mocked him. He just sounded so stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and, and with Patrice, he didn't laugh like that very often. Yeah. And I didn't either. And there's, there's a visual example. If you want to Google this. 
when you when you, uh, we're off the air. If you want to see him laughing like that, I only saw it three times in all the time I knew him. Once was on the radio show. We had this guy Daniel, who would uh, he was like he, I don't know if he's he's just slow, but we liked him a lot, and he would you know. He he'd never had sex, and uh, what he would do is we would play the up and down game with him, where we would talk, and he would stand there, we would talk about girls, and his dick would get hard, and it would rise, and then all of a sudden I would talk about the Mets, and his dick would go soft, and he would start talking about the Mets. What was he wearing Mets shorts? No, no, he was nude. He would pull his pants down, but he's a big Mets fan. Radio shit, you know, got to kill four hours. And I'll be like, she had a great. He was nude. Yeah, he pulled it up. And uh, Patrice saw this for the first time, and the laugh. It was so, it was very genuine. It wasn't a fake like it wasn't a fake like Showtime at the apartment. It was a legitimate collapse in laughter, like that type of a laugh I had with him on three different occasions. And those are the times I can remember. I've laughed a million times. Just complete abandon. Like he just wasn't there. Uncontrollable <laughs> laughter. Like, like, really, I such love a it. great feeling. Just yeah. watching a guy's dick rise and fall, or yeah. a guy trying to speak Portuguese. Portuguese. Or looking something... at this guy's bunions. Once I, the other third time, I was looking at our friend Will had bunions. Yeah. And he was Patrice's roommate. Me and Patrice were in the living room, and he, Will walked in with his bare feet. And Patrice <laughs> and I looked at each other, and we just looked at his fucking feet, and they had bunions, and we screamed. And it was, it was childlike. It wasn't planned. It wasn't snarky. <laughs> Laughing at there was Bunyan's. no perfect quip. No. Nobody was like Paul Bunyan over here. Like no. it's stupid. They had just laughed at the purity of the moment. Yeah. Then we. Then of course you have to to add to it. But it was just so such a nice moment, man. Yeah. So those are a couple of times I remember laughing like that with just like like a child. Like like oh that's what it feels gosh. like. Like that's why people love comedians. Like, because that's what it's like when you're loving a comedian, that's probably yeah. how you're laughing. Like, yeah. that, that made me feel good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so good. Thank you, buddy. I love it. Thanks for coming on. Watch the special. Congratulations and- on your show. And yeah. thank you for having me on, man. That was yeah, a we really got to do more. Show. It's great. I-, I appreciate that. You're really great. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on your show many yes. times. I always appreciate it. And we end with uh, the guest says the catchphrase it's keep it crispy. Would you say keep it crispy? <laughs> keep it crispy. <laughs> I've never. You look so conflicted. It's yeah. like, am I going to do this shit? No, I was going to do it. But oh, okay. like, how do I do it? And yeah. I'm like, it's a happy show. No, it was keep good. It crispy. Yeah, keep I it like crisp. it. I like the same show. He said, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> 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 certainly did. Keep but it, it still feels like happy. It. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.